inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott V. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And listeners today, I'm going to lay out a thesis to show you the pattern, what's going on in America, and to show you that this is not a unique pattern. This has happened before many times. And the reason I share this is not to be a harbinger of bad news, to not scare or be negative. The reason I share this is because we're leaders. And when leaders see a need, they meet a need. And when leaders see a crisis, they step into action. You know, the saying that when there's a fire, when there's a uh, explosion, most people run from that. And then you got few great, the first responders, they run to it. That's what leaders do. And so I believe in awareness. I believe that I would much rather be prepared for a battle that does not take place than not be prepared for one that does. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the law of motion. It's the, there's so many laws. I'm not a scientist, but oh my gosh, the, uh, the law of motion uh, activity. You know, the world's in chaos. Things are in decline. From the day we're born, we're one day closer to death. Chaos is increasing. Fear, doubt, you see it. It's not, it's not like, oh my gosh, the world has fallen. And it might be. But when things get tough, leaders step up. And so that's part of what I want to do. I want to train people. I want to get them ready because everything's moving around us. If you're not moving, you're going backwards. I want you to consider that everything's rotating. Everything's shifting. Everything's moving. Um, from the day that we're born, look at a child, an infant child, the pain that they go through. That pain's called growth. Their, you know, arms and legs grow and then they get leg pains. I used to have terrible leg pains as a kid. My legs felt like they were going to fall off and sit in hot baths for hours. Your teeth come in and go, fall out and a new set of teeth come in. You got indigestion and your bowels moving and all that. And, and then the pain of a cancer, or the pain of a broken bone or the pain of a, right? There's a lot of pain. That's life. Life is an undulating line, has ups and downs, highs and lows, peaks and valleys. It's a ride. It's a roller coaster. It's designed that way. And when things are really bad, we must remember that this too shall pass. And also, when things are really good, remember this too shall pass because it's peaks and valleys, highs and lows. There are times we're on the mountaintop and there are times we're in the valley. But you're either getting better or you're getting worse. You're not staying the same. Your marriage is getting better or it's getting worse. You're not staying the same. You're either getting closer to God or further away from God. You're not staying the same. You are one day older today than you were yesterday. You are one day closer to your demise than you were yesterday. And again, it's just factual data. I think it was Michael W. Smith. Somebody had a song, A Promise is a Promise and a Fact's a Fact. It doesn't matter what happens to us, ladies and gentlemen. Forget the pronouns. It matters what happens in us. It's the preposition. 
What happens in you is truly what matters. It does not matter what happens to us in life. What matters is how do we explain it to ourselves? It is the narrative. It is the narrative. And today, as we, I want to go into the, the great decline. There's a great decline in our marriages. There's a great decline in our mental health. There's a great decline in our desire for God, our focus on God, our attendance around other people of God. There's a great decline in patriotism. There are so many great declines around us. Where are all the leaders at? Because when a leader, when we get knocked on our butts, when we get declined, we pick ourselves up, we dust ourselves off, and we hit again. And in today's world, you're going to get continually knocked down. And you continue to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, hit it again, and again, and again, and again, and again. And we call that courage. And you know what needs to be present to possess courage? Fear. By definition, by definition, you must be in the presence of fear to have courage. So don't run from the fear. As Dr. Susan Jeffers said in her great book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways, do it. Fear is nothing more than a chemical response. The body releases something like 63 known chemicals. And those chemicals are released based on what we're thinking about, our breathing and our physiology, and technically, specifically, our eye placement in relation to said physiology. And so today, we're going to talk about great decline. Great decline in a lot of things. There's a great decline all around us. Decline of a nation is what I want to focus on. And see, there's a lot of magic going on around us. You know, I I love words, you know that. And America has had a slight change. A slight change. And by slight, I don't mean little. By slight, I don't mean uh, inconsequential. I don't mean any of that at all. By slight, I mean a sleight of hand. A slight of mouth, a slight of narrative. See, the word slight has multiple meanings, like many words. It could be small, minute, but it means also deceitful craftiness or stratagem. It refers to cunning or cleverness, especially when used to trick or deceive. You can use a slight of mind to trick yourself into believing anything. It's a skillful hiding of the truth in order to win an advantage. By some statistical sleight of hand, the government has produced figures showing that dot, dot, dot. See, a sleight of hand is what we call magic. It's not real. It's a sleight of hand. It's imagery. It's it's craftiness. It's deceitful. Uh, You know, the Statue of Liberty has never disappeared. David Copperfield or no one else has ever made it disappear. It's a sleight of hand. And sleight of mouth is manipulation. See, sleight of hand is magic. But sleight of mouth is manipulation. That's when word patterns. That's when you get use the words and unconscious level, and they get in and they're programming. But what we're doing, working to do, is manipulate. And once you get people to believe and to think and to move, and you can do that with your words. Trust me, we're unconscious creatures. And so when you know how the unconscious mind works, when you know the rules of the unconscious mind, you can motivate people. The word means to move people. Manipulate means to adjust, to, to fashion something, to move it around. And, and it's manipulation is only bad when it's in for ill-gotten gain. As a parent, you better be manipulating things behind the scenes to make your kids successful. right? As a leader, you manipulate an environment so that people can do better. 
Manipulation is not bad. It's not negative only when you use it for personal gain. But if you go to a chiropractor and you uh, get adjusted, if you have insurance, it is classified, it is coded as spinal manipulation. So you gotta realize that's what's going on. There's a lot of manipulation going on. And then there's this thing called slide of narrative and that's where we're at today. See, slide of narrative is programming. See, slight is a clever or skillful, tri skillful trick or deception, an artifice or stratagem. And so today I want to talk about the decline. You know, is uh, Titler, I don't remember his first name, but a gentleman by the name of Titler, I think it was Alexander Titler. He was a Scottish dude. I think he was a history professor. A famous quote, he said, a democracy is always temporary in nature. It simply cannot exist as a permanent form of government. A democracy will continue to exist up until the time that voters discover that they can vote themselves generous gifts from the public treasury. From that moment on, the majority always votes for the candidates who promise the most benefits from the public treasury. With the result, every democracy will finally collapse due to loose fiscal policy, which is always followed by a dictatorship. I mean, and that's where we're at. And today, I want to lay out a case for it. I want you to understand. And not, again, to be negative so you can do something about it. It doesn't have to be that way. You know, it only happens when good people don't do what they're supposed to do in bad times. But when good people step up, no matter what the times, we make them better times. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about the great, the great, the great decline. And we want to take a look at it so we can change course. I'm Black, and we'll be right back. My show is about helping people become all they were created to be. Well, we all occupy a body, and we don't know how it works. We were born into it. But, man, that's a machine. And when you understand how that machine works, then you can work it more effectively. That's my outcome, to help people be able to make better decisions, have some hope, be inspired to be better today than they were yesterday, to live their life like it matters. Like It Matters Radio with Scott Black. Here's a real student testimonial from Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the, the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. And we want to thank all our listeners and please Go to your local talk radio station. Go to your local AM or whatever it is and say, hey, tell them we need Like It Matters Radio. We're doing a big push to go nationwide now. 
Ron Salem satellite, a broadcasting satellite that uh, broadcasters can access. And, uh, you know, once a week they can run our show for free, put it on whenever they want. So, uh, man, we need your help. Uh, we, we need your help. So uh, we're, we're working to change the world and we need it. It's a mess out there. And today we're talking about the great decline. And ladies and gentlemen, one of my mottos here at Like It Matters is under construction. That's what we're called to be. We're called to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. In the corporate world, you call it lean manufacturing, lean sigma, six sigma. In the training world, you call it like it matters, leadership awakening, leadership adventure, PC, communicating with power. We're supposed to get better. We're supposed to live and examine life. Your families deserve a better you. My family deserves a better me. My kids deserve a better dad, and not a new dad, not a different dad, a me dad functioning at a higher level. And I'm a good dad. And so this is about working to be better. This is about, we got to face the truth. You know, three questions all leaders ask themselves. Where am I now? Where am I going? What will it take to get there and how long? And the problem is the first question. Now, you would think the biggest question is the third one. No, it's the first one. Where am I now? And I use the example, I used to travel with a Garmin. So I take my Garmin out of my car, take in the house, as I was getting ready for a trip, I type in the address specifically. I mean, I'd have the four digits after the zip code. That's how specific. And every once in a while, my Garmin would not give me instructions. They wouldn't give me directions. And yet I knew exactly where I was going. And then I found out why. Because the satellite could not locate me. It did not see my starting position. And even though I knew exactly where I was going, and so did Garmin, because it could not locate my starting point, because it did not know my real beginning, because it did not have the truth of where I was at, it couldn't tell me how to get to where I wanted to go. Man, if that doesn't open your eyes, then you have eyes to see but do not see. You have ears to hear but do not hear. Come on, McFly. McFly, hello? Hello? Anybody there? Anybody there? No, see, that's the problem. Too few people want to listen. Too few people want to face the truth. And it was Jesus himself who said the truth will set you free. I think it was Garfield that said, but first, it's going to make you miserable. Ouch. If you can't say amen, say ouch. So I want to share with you, you know, I started in a, a Thursday show, uh, Paramnesia and Conflabulations. Oh, my. I think that was the name of the show. I love it. And I got to the very end of the section, and I started talking about this gentleman, Kirby Anderson, and something he wrote about the decline of a nation. And I had so many listeners pipe in and say, man, that was so good, you should talk more about it. And so I was planning on. And so I thought I'd start there, and then I just finish up with what I finish up, because when I start going, I, I plan on covering so much stuff in a radio show, I'm telling you. I have enough information to do three or four radio shows, and I always worry I don't have enough, and I never get to a pinch of it. And so that's what's happened lately. I'm just running in, into shows for the week where one begets the other, begets the others, and it's really all one continuous flow. If you're in the world of Mr. Black, right? You know, 
Welcome to the world of Mr. Black, right? Yeah, all right. Well, you got what I'm saying. So let me read what Kirby Anderson wrote. This was from LeaderU.com, uh, and it's called Decline of a Nation. And I'm going to read his intro because I think it's so powerful. Doomsayers for many years have been predicting the decline and fall of this country. And while many of these short-term predictions have proved inaccurate, there's some truth to the prevailing belief that this nation will fall like every great nation before it. Apart from a revival or reformation, this nation is destined to decline. The problem with many of these doomsayers is that while their prognosis is right, their diagnosis is wrong. Yes, the future is bleak, but our problem is not ultimately political, economic, or even social. As these doomsayers would have us believe, the decline of this nation and parenthetically, he says, just as the decline of every other nation is due to spiritual factors. The political, economic, and social problems we encounter are the symptoms, I'll say byproducts, of the spiritual deterioration of a nation, specifically of our nation. That's why I always recommend Jonathan Kahn's book, highlight it, recommend you get it right away, called The Return of the Gods. It's very clear. And so he goes on to say, just as there are spiritual principles that influence the life of an individual, so there are political spiritual principles that govern the life of a nation. And though we may feel that these are obscure and difficult to discern, in reality, they are visible to anyone willing to look at the record of history. Our problem is that we don't really learn from history. George Santayana said that those who forget the past are condemned to repeat it. The philosopher Hegel said, what experience in history teach us is this, that people and government never have learned anything from history or acted on principles deducted from it. Or as Winston Churchill said, the one thing we have learned from history is that we don't learn from history. Side note, this is black talking now. This is what the Bible is all about. It's God's instruction manual. It stands for uh, beginning uh, uh, basic instruction before leaving earth. That's what it stands for, basic instruction before leaving earth. See, the two greatest commandments in the Bible were to remember. That's the biggest one. And do not fear. That's what the Shema is, right? Hear, O Lord Israel, our God is one. Hear. And when the Hebrews use that word hear, it is a lot more than just the tympanic membrane vibrating. It's actually the point of application. It, the, see, the Hebrew word for hear is actually more of an action word. Hearing to, compels you to do something about it. And so you got to realize what's going on and what's going on in our hearts, what's going on in our head. And again, it's what's going on is it's slide of narrative. It's programming. So let me go back to his, his article. The refrains that are often heard are, it can't happen here, or our country is different. But the reality is that nations are born and die just like individuals. Their longevity may exceed the average person's lifespan, but the reality is that nations also die. History has shown us that the average of the great civilizations is around 200 years. Countries like Great Britain exceed the average, while other countries like the United States are just now reaching the average age. Each of the great civilization in the world passed through a series of stages from their birth to their decline to their death. Historians have listed these in 10 stages. 
The first stage moves from bondage to spiritual faith. The second from spiritual faith to great courage. The third stage moves from great courage to liberty. The fourth stage moves from liberty to abundance. The fifth stage moves from abundance to selfishness. The sixth stage moves from selfishness to complacency. The seventh stage moves from complacency to apathy. The eighth stage moves from apathy to moral decay. The ninth stage moves from moral decay to dependence. And the tenth and last stage moves from dependence to bondage. And what he just shared with you was the Titler cycle. And this was developed by a British historian, or Scottish, sorry, Scottish historian, Alexander Titler. And it's a cycle. And I got so much that I've studied on over this over the year, and he's right on. And again, the average age of the world's great civilizations from the beginning of history has been about 200 years. Uh, Let me read the quote that I read in the first segment. Now hear it again. A democracy is always temporary in nature. It simply cannot exist as a permanent form of government. A democracy will continue to exist up until the time that voters discover that they can vote themselves generous gifts from the public treasury. From that moment on, the majority always votes for the candidates who promise the most benefits from the public treasury, with the result that every democracy will finally collapse due to loose fiscal policy, which is always followed by a dictatorship. And that's stunning. I don't remember when, if this was written in the 1700s. Yeah, actually, I do see, I can see it here. 1787. 1787. If you remember 1767, right? Or, right, in in, any, any years sound familiar, right? So, ladies and gentlemen, the decline of a nation, but here's why. It's the decline of people. See, nations are made up of people. This is what we gotta get. So as people go, families go. As families go, communities go. As communities go, nations go. And so if you wanna destruct a nation, you start with a family. That's the key, and that's what you gotta understand. It's called the cycle of nations. In his book, The End of Christendom, Malcolm Muggeridge makes this powerful observation. He says, I conclude that civilizations like every other human creature wax and wane. By the nature of the case, there can never be a lasting civilization any more than there can be a lasting spring or a lasting happiness in an individual life or a lasting stability in a society. It's in the nature of man and of all that he constructs to perish, and it must ever be so. The world is full of debris of past civilization. Others are known to have existed, which have not left any debris behind them, but have just disappeared. And ladies and gentlemen, that's where I challenge you as a leader, to live your life like it matters. So when you're done, when you take your last breath on this earth, it mattered. That people line up and say, this guy mattered, this woman mattered, that my life is better today because I crossed paths with his life. Just like in some nations expire and nobody even knows there's no debris, what about you? When you take your last breath, what will be left that you left on this world? Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about the great decline. You want to be back after these breaks. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, 
about Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Uh, yeah, I was I was raised in a church, uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith. And that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just, I, I feel rejuvenated, if that makes sense, that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night. You know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for for me right yeah. now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's 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 really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. That's okay. but it's 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 amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like It Matters' unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. And today we're getting real. We're talking about the law of motion, the law of life. That things deteriorate. That chaos is increasing. It's just the reality. Now, as a leader, you can feel sorry for yourself. You can fret. You can worry. You know, I love the Spanish word for worry is preoccupado. Preoccupado. There's a lot of Latin in our language, preoccupado. See, when we are worried, we are not in the now moment. You cannot be in two totally different places at the same time. You cannot be in the now moment and preoccupied at the same time. You cannot be in day and night at the same time. You cannot be in Texas and Oklahoma at the same time unless you stand on that that line and you spread your legs and you have one foot here and then three put, foot apart is the other foot and one's in Texas and one's in Oklahoma. You cannot, I'm just telling you, the brain cannot possess in the same space two polar opposite things. Neither can life. It just doesn't work that way. We're talking about decline, but this is not a negative thing. But America is in great decline. I actually think we've crossed the line. You know, there's a process I have called a traffic jam. It's a cool process. I get some tape and I put down nine squares and I get two teams, one group of four with purple bandanas facing the center. And on the other side, another group of four with orange bandanas facing the center. And I, the task is easy. For the four and the orange to be where the four and the purple are. To four and the purple to be where the four and the orange are. But they're rules. And they got to stay within the box, the confines of law. And there's a simple way to see that when someone gets stuck. In other words, when they make a certain move, they will not finish the process. Because that certain move changes the trajectory of the pattern 
and that one move alters the pattern left that no matter what they do, they can never solve this dilemma. But here's the thing. They could still have 10 more moves, 12 more moves before they get stuck and realize they've been stuck for a while, but finally they're out of moves. America has been stuck for a while, but I believe if it's not here now, it's coming soon that we're going to realize we've been out of moves for a long time. And so leaders, we got to be prepared to see if you can keep your head while everybody else is losing theirs, you're going to have a following. You're going to be able to save lives, save souls, save marriages, save hope. That's what leaders are about. And so we're going to talk about the decline. And yeah, specifically right now, decline of a nation. But listen, the decline of a nation comes from the decline of people. Decline of people's thinking, decline of people's heart, their emotion, their emotional buy-in, their pride, their ego. This is a human condition. This is a human problem. This is not a political problem. This is not a communism, socialism, fascism problem. This is a heart problem. This is a heart problem, and the human heart is wicked beyond repair. That's why we need a new heart. We need a new mind. That's why we're called to put on Christ. That's why, you know, God came down the form of man, lived a perfect life, took on all the sins of the world, and paid the price. But there's one catch. You got to humble yourself. And boy, we are so righteously self-indignant, right? He disrespected me. Who does he think he is? He can't talk to me that way. Read the book, The Bait of Satan. Great book, The Bait of Satan, written 25, 30 years ago. We are being run by the spirit of offense. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Is Yahweh your daddy? Or is Beelzebub your daddy? Some of you think you have one daddy, but you're serving another daddy. So before the break, uh, I was referencing an article from Malcolm Muggeridge. The book's called The End of Christendom. And he goes on to say that whatever their ideology may be, from the Garden of Eden onwards, such dreams of lasting felicity have cropped up and no doubts always will. But the realization is impossible for the simple reason that a fallen creature like man, though capable of conceiving perfection and aspiring after it, it is himself and in his works forever imperfect. See, that's the problem. See, that goes back to, this is how I tie in the spiritual with the psychological, with the political. This now goes back to the book by Thomas Sowell. I love Thomas Sowell, great American who happens to be black. He's a conservative. He's a wise man. He's, he's one of the very few people I would enjoy a lunch with to just talk to pick his brain. And the great book is a highly recommend is Conflict of Visions. And he talks about the two visions. This is what's going on in America. This is why we're two separate countries and we're never coming back together again. It's the unconstrained vision and the constrained vision. The book was written in 1987 and was updated 20 years later in 2007. He talks about the root of all conflicts are the visions, the intuitive feelings that people have about human nature. Different visions imply radically different consequences for how they think. There's the constrained and the unconstrained, which are thought to capture opposite ends of the continuum political thought on which one can place many contemporary Westerners in addition to their intellectual ancestors of the past few centuries. So this is what's going on. This is what Titler was talking about. 
See, every nation rises and falls. It's just, I mean, look at the great empires. Look at the, 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 the uh, visions in Ezekiel and Isaiah, right? The first great empire is the Babylonian empire. Nebuchadnezzar, right? But his grandson got a little fool of himself, and one day the Medes just uh, marched right in, the Persians and the Medes. That was the next great empire. And then this young boy from Greece, Alexander the Great, who sat at the feet of Aristotle or Socrates, one of those two, who had all the best in the world, rich. He was the leopard. He conquered the world quicker than anybody else did. And at 33 years old, he was bored. He'd conquered the whole world. He gets drunk, walking home in the rain, gets soaked. He's so drunk, he passed out in his bed, dies from pneumonia. So bored at 33 years old, Alexander the Great, to this day, people study. And then after that, that led way to the Roman Empire, the greatest of all empires, of which, from which the uh, supposed Antichrist is going to come from. A thousand-year reign. Nations rise and nations fall. Every nation has followed the progression from bondage to bondage. It's just the reality. And as Christians, we must recognize that nations will rise and fall just as individuals will be born or die. I should say and die. So the decline of the family, that's what's going on. And we've been talking about it for a long time. It's been talking about since I've been a kid. Nations most often fall from within. Look at the Roman Empire. I mean, study how the Roman Empire fell. The greatest empire of all time, and it fell from within, not from without. The main premise of thinkers, whether you're talking about British historian J.D. Unwin, uh, Russian sociologist, uh, what's his name, Pirtim Sorokin, right? Civilizations collapse. In his book, Our Dance Has Turned to Death, Carl Wilson identifies the common pattern of family decline in ancient Greece and the Roman Empire which were the last two great empires. He goes at their seven stages, and then he goes on to parallel them with what is going on in our nation today. And what I want to do is go through those with you and for you, because I really believe this is where it's at. So for the rest of the show, this is what I want to go through. And just just stop for a moment and just put this on. This is not opinion. I want to give you factual data. We're told to follow the science. I'm telling you, it's not the political science you're supposed to be following because that was what was unsaid. There was a word left out. It was a deletion. The word that was left out when you kept being pounded into you where you were programmed is follow the political science. Science tells you there's two genders. Science tells you what a woman is. Science tells you what a man is. Science tells you where life begins, and that's at conception. Science supports everything the Bible says. So when I say follow the science, I actually mean the science. They've been programming you to follow their political science, and that's why we're in the mess we're in. So let's go through these seven stages. In the first stage, men ceased to lead their families in worship. Spiritual and moral development became secondary, Their view of God became naturalistic, mathematical, and mechanical. Again, read Jonathan Kahn's book, The Return of the Gods. He'll map it out from 60s when we banned the Bible from school. Uh, In the 60s, we also banned prayer in school, and then uh, students couldn't lead prayer. 
And then we started banning the word of God. You couldn't have the Bible there. And then we started banning the Ten Commandments. Remember, you weren't allowed to have them there. And then the you weren't even have then the Ten Commandments on government property, even though the Supreme Court sits and has them written on their walls. <laughs> it's just crazy. I mean, and then of course we found a right of abortion for these uh, pilgrims who came here, uh, these conservative Orthodox. Uh, people that, of course, believed in the right of abortion for every human being. Oh, my gosh. It's just crazy. But yet, this is why. And this is why I highly recommend Jonathan Kahn's book, The Return of the Gods. In the second stage, men selfishly, what? Men selfishly neglected care of their wives and children to pursue material wealth, political, military power, in cultural developments, material values began to dominate thought, and the man began to exalt his own role as an individual. I grew up in the 80s. I believe they were the greatest times in this country. And yeah, man, uh, it was driven. I wanted to create as much as I could. It was possible. It was great. Because the more I have, the more I can share. But again, the devil can take anything God created as good and twist it. And so can we. And, you know, it became the pursuit you know, the Bible says nothing about the money being evil. But God does say that the love of money is the root of all desire. The desire for money at any cost. The safety and security that we put in money as we store it up in our vaults, in our bank accounts. While we walk across 32 people who don't have enough money to put food in their mouth today. So ladies and gentlemen, today we're talking about the great decline. And after the break, I'm gonna finish this stage of seven. You don't wanna miss this. Be back in a few minutes. We'll be here. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Three outcomes, inspiration, education, and application. And today, we've been talking about the great decline. And if you miss any of this radio show, please, after we're off the radio live, you can just go to likeitmattersradio.com, likeitmattersradio.com, and you can listen to the whole show at your own leisure. And uh, if you're interested in changing your life, uh, my transformational training I've been doing for 31 years now, uh, you can le learn about it, but the stuff you hear on the radio show has a lot more impact when I actually teach you how you work, how your mind works, when you go through my two and a half day extensive trainings, uh, full immersion training, you'll realize what I'm saying and the power of it. And you'll get far more from this radio show and your life will be greatly impacted, not just from the two and a half days, but from the Monday through Friday where you're listening to me and interacting with me for an hour a day. So go to likeitmattersradio.com and you can have all that information. You know, ladies and gentlemen, 
We've been talking about what's going on in the world. We gotta face the truth. And it's not to make you sad. It's not to make you scared. See, we have the power. That's the key. We have the power. It can be a Rod Serling moment. It could be a new beginning. Or it could be nothing. And really, that's the worst for it to be nothing. Because you matter. Your family matters. Your life matters. You were not created for nothing. You were created for something. That something is to glorify God. Now what you gotta do is figure out how do you use your gifts, your talents, your time, your resources, your pain, your trauma, your drama, how do you use all that for his glory and your good? So today we're talking about the seven stages of decline and I want you to see where we're at in America. And also, by the way, take a look at your family. See, don't just look at America and look outward. We must always look inward too. And we gotta ask ourselves, where else in my life is this happening? Because we're leaders under construction. This is not just about others. When I see other people screw up, other people do something I'm not, I don't like, I'm not proud of, I ask myself in my, this question, where else in my life am I doing that? That's a big question. But you gotta put your ego aside, put your pride aside to figure that that person who done something bad to you have you considered, have you ever done that to anybody else? Are you willing to give them the grace and mercy that you expected from others when you did it? Are you a hypocrite or do you have understanding? Because what we need in this world is understanding. We don't need justice. There is no justice on this side of attorney. Those of you asking for justice, you're getting ready to get it and you're not gonna be happy. We need mercy. We need grace. We need understanding. If I can understand you a little bit better and you can understand me just a little bit better, doesn't it make sense that we're in a position to have a better relationship? That's what I'm talking about. The fourth stage. Now I want you to notice the first three stages were about the men. So men, again, leading in all the wrong ways. First stage, men cease to lead their families. When men stop leading, ladies and gentlemen, families stumble and crumble. When men stop leading, countries crumble. And there's been a big war on men. See, the Democratic Party wants you to believe there's a war on women because abortion on demand. And now a Democratic Party is committing a war on women through their whole transgender thing. They're basically giving awards to all the men get to be the best in all the women's things now. Woman of the year is a man. Top woman athlete's a man. Boy, women, you've come a long way. You can't do anything right. You can't even be a woman right. We gotta get men to teach how to be a woman. Wow, come on women, step up, right? Men, it's our fault. Men cease to lead their families in worship, stage one. Stage two, men selfishly neglected care of their wives and children for their own personal pursuit. And the third stage is men's sexual values changed. Men who were preoccupied with business and war either neglected their wives or became involved with lower class women or with homosexuality. And that is the great fall, whether you're talking about Sodom or Gomorrah, 
or Rome or America. The fourth stage affected women. Notice how the first three were focused on the men. But now women are fed up. They're leading. You led them to this place. We led them to this place. The four stages affected women. The role of women at home and with children lost value and status. Women were neglected and their roles devalued. Soon they revolted to gain access to material wealth and also freedom for sex outside marriage. Women also began to minimize having sex relations to conceive children. I'm not going to have a baby. I, I got a future. I got a career. I don't want this child to ruin my thing. I, I'm going to get aborted. Look at the millions of babies that we've aborted. I mean, there's genocide in the black community. 40 million, I think 50 million black babies slaughtered in the womb. Man, the most deadly place for a black child to be is not in Chicago. It's in a woman's womb. In the fifth stage, hundreds, I'm sorry, in the fifth stage, husbands and wives competed against each other for money. Home leadership the affection of their children. He goes on to say this result in hostility and frustrations and possible homosexuality in the children. Many marriages ended in separation and divorce. Many children were unwanted, aborted, abandoned, molested, undisciplined. Sound like any country you know? The more undisciplined children became, the more social pressures they, there was to not have children. The breakdown of the home produced anarchy. Look what happened in California last week. And a hundred kids swarmed an ARCO. I should say kids. I don't know they're kids. And cops wouldn't even respond. Stole thousands of dollars. Three other places that same night, the same thing happened. Look at Chicago. They just randomly beat people. And if you're white and you're out there, run. Because you're, you, you're the enemy. Joe Biden has made you the enemy. How many white people getting beaten and killed can claim Joe Biden made the people do that? No, but but Donald Trump made it. See, this is the craziness. And you're all being programmed. And it makes breaks my heart. They can be so gullible to believe such farceness. It's just sad. In the sixth stage, selfish individualism grew and carried over into society, fragmenting it into smaller and smaller group loyalties, the nation was thus weakened by internal conflict. The decrease in the birth rate produced an older population that had less ability to defend itself and less will to do so, making the nation more vulnerable to its enemies. And you know what happens? You can see it clearly here in America. Then elderly, because they didn't plan, now they do become dependent on government. And so these people who are conservative in their values, but they're at the end of the life and now they need Uncle Sam to support them. So they gotta vote for the people who are gonna vote them more money, even though what they believe and stand for is destroying the very country that they fought for and believed in. Let me go back to a quote I've shared with you twice now. And this quote was by Scottish history professor Alexander Titler in 1787. 1787. I just want to make sure you get that. A democracy is always temporary in nature. It simply cannot exist as a permanent form of government. A democracy will continue to exist up until the time that voters discover they can vote for themselves generous gifts from the public treasury. 
From that moment on, the majority always votes for the candidates who promise the most benefits from the public treasury, with the result that every democracy will finally collapse due to loose fiscal policy, which is always followed by a dictatorship. Welcome to the world of Joe Biden and the progressive left. He scolds you if you don't agree with him. If you do anything to challenge him, prosecutors, CIA, FBI, IRS show at your door, ask Matt Talibi. So this we're at, and you don't want to admit it because, you know, denials feels better. You're in an altered state, you'll be good. Hey, your bank account's okay. And hey, Donald Trump's not sending mean texts. So all's good in your world, right? So stage seven. Finally, unbelief in God became more complete. Parental authority diminished. Ethical moral principles disappeared, affecting the economy and the government. Thus, by internal weakness and fragmentation, the societies came apart. There was no way to save them except by a dictator who rose from within or by barbarians who invaded from without. And he goes on to say, although this is an ancient pattern of decline found in Greece and Rome, it is relevant today. Families are the foundation of a nation. When the family crumbles, the nation falls because nations are built upon family units. It's time to step up, leaders. It's a warrior's cry. It's the call to arms and not physical arms. I'm talking spiritual arms, legs and feet that are involved, making a difference, living your life like it matters. Go to likeitmatters.net. Go to likeitmattersradio.com. Put good stuff in, because when you put good stuff in, good stuff comes out. I am Black, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.